Blog Talk Radio. is Augusto Perez and Shalom. Today we continue with our teaching series from Beyond the Veil. We have been discussing some pretty interesting stuff regarding the early life of our Messiah, Jesus. We have been talking about the miracles that Jesus did. Even when he while he was a baby, while he was a child. And it's incredible because it helps us to realize the power that was in him. He was the Lord Almighty, God manifested in flesh. And even as a little child, He was God manifested in the flesh, of course, in his, in his mind, in his experience, he was still a child. He was still a child. You have to remember that in his spiritual, in his spirit, in his spiritual knowledge, he was the eternal God. And, um, so whenever, whenever we hear some of these stories, you have to realize that you have to understand that he was still uh, in the spirit he was the eternal god manifested in the flesh but in his in his body in his in his human nature he was still a child and many times he acted as a child or he thought us you know he he did things like children do he played he did things like that <clears throat> And so you you have to understand that you have to understand these things when you're hearing some of these stories but there is nothing that we have there's nothing that we have shared that uh, from the scrolls from the Qumran caves and other from uh, also from other sources in the um, other sources that we mentioned in the Coptic texts from uh, Egypt and some of that area of the world that were recorded during the times that Joseph, uh, Mary, and you know the, the family and Jesus were there, and uh, many many things like that that you know and other 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 things that we have shared the uh, post Protogelion of James and uh, Eusebius and many of these other 
texts that shed light on these things and corroborate these things. The other thing I wanted to mention to you is that there are also other sources um, that corroborate exactly the same things that I shared with you uh, this last few programs. Those are just uh, a few of the texts where you know where we sh- where we uh, shared. There are others that <clears throat> I looked at it just to make sure I, I went over and you know, did an overview of it, and it's, it's, it seems the same content, you know, pretty much. Some words vary, some things vary, and so forth. Like even when you read the Gospels, that happens when you read the Gospels. And um, even in the Gospels, you, you see the fact that um, there, there are differences, There are differences in some of the things that are said, although the essence is the same. The essence is the same. And so we have to realize that, um, you know, there are things here that are basically um, non-canonical. It's not in the Bible. Some people don't like that. Well, then don't listen to this program because <clears throat> we are sharing some things that are probably from other texts <clears throat> that are not in the Bible, pseudopigraphos, um, and other uh, sources like the book of Josephus. And so if you're not that type of person that wants to get into uh, books of Josephus or the book of Enoch, the book of Jasher, and, and all, all of these other apocryphal and pseudepigraphal books and other texts and records. Uh, if you don't want to hear that, then, then this program is not for you. Okay? Just stick to the King James Bible, and, and there's plenty of that out there. So <clears throat> we're doing this because this is the reason why this program is called beyond the veil we are trying to share some things that have been hidden have been a secret uh, kept secret for for a long long time and uh, just like the book of Enoch was kept a secret for a long long time and in this in this end times it has been discovered it has been uh, released it has come to light the same with the with other sources, <clears throat> like the Book of the Colburn. And um, many of these things, um, again, they're not biblical. People don't want to hear about the Colburn. Uh, but, you know, there are records from Egypt, from the Egyptians. You have to understand that. It's very, very simple. So it's not going to be like the King James or anything like that. It's going to be records. It's going to be like historical records as seen and recorded by the Egyptians. And they're going to use names and they're going to say things that probably are not in, um, do not go hand in hand with the script, you know, with the scriptural names. For example, they called, um, they called Moses the leader of the Israelis, the, the, the leader of the Jews, 
they refer to him as such. And, you know, so you have to understand, you have to open your mind a bit and understand these things. Otherwise, you're just going to have to stick to the King James and, um, you know, just don't, don't listen or read anything else. But I am a reader. I have always been a searcher of truth. And uh, all my life, since I was a little child, I have been a searcher of truth. And, uh, and you know, I'm looking for the truth. I'm looking to know more about my Lord and Savior. I am looking to know more about things that I have always wondered about and never had answers to. I don't know if you feel the same way. Maybe you do. But that's the way I feel. I mean, many people out there feel the same way. There are many things that I have always wondered about. And so <clears throat> I, w- I would like to know, I would like to search, I would like to, to dig and know the answer to some of these things. And now if the, if the things that I'm reading, if the answers that I am reading, if the things that I am um, learning or, or looking at do not um, conform to the foundational scriptures of the Bible. In other words, if it goes against, if it contradicts what the scripture says, then I, I, I slam on the brakes and that's where I stop. I don't continue. Because I know that this is now a territory that is not for me to go into. It, it contradicts the foundational things that are written in the word of God. So these things are important for us to understand and for you, especially out there that is listening to this podcast, to understand. And uh, today we're going to be looking at some uh, very interesting things about Joseph, the history of Joseph the carpenter. I have wondered many, many times a lot of things about Joseph. Many things, many times I have wondered about Joseph. And um, and uh, I have never had the answers. I have never been able to get the answers. It's not in the Word of God. It's not in the Word of God. For example, I, w- I have always wondered how long Joseph lived. I w- I've always wondered how old was Joseph. How old was Joseph? when he was with Jesus. How old was Joseph when he married uh, Mary? You know, because we have the story of that in the Bible. We have the story, but we are not told how old Joseph was. We we have not been told if if he had a previous family or not. We have not been told where he came from. The same with Mary. We, we didn't know any of these things. And uh, <clears throat> I shared with you uh, a lot of these things uh, in previous podcasts. I shared with you that uh, Joseph, and, and it's called in, in these texts that I'm reading to you, he's referred to as Joseph the Just. So they have a high regard for Joseph. And he was a widower. And um, in these texts, Mary is called blessed, holy, and pure. 
throughout the texts refer to Mary as Mary the Blessed, Holy, and Pure. And once you read the story of Mary and you begin to understand how she was brought up, you realize that she was indeed blessed, holy, and pure. And you begin to realize and understand why it is that the angel appeared to her and called her blessed, blessed are thou. And you be, and and we don't know. We for example, I I was not aware that Mary had angel visits when she was a child. I was not aware that she was brought up in a temple until she was twelve years old. All of these things were hidden. They're not written in the scriptures. And so when you begin to learn some of these things, it kind of. Uh, it kind of, if you will, uh, confirms that Jesus was born of a pure, pure vessel. Mary was pure. She was holy. She was, she was uh, uh, unsoiled. She was kept pure in the temple. And at the age of, um, of 12 years old, well, at the age of three, the mother and the father of Mary which the angel, an angel had appeared to Mary's mom and dad, which is not that important we get into, but they were pious people too. And um, Mary's mother, was, uh, Mary's father was, uh, he was a well-to-do person, like, like uh, Cornelius in the book of Acts. He gave a lot of money, and I shared all of that. Go back to our previous podcasts, and you will see um, what I'm saying. And so, uh, uh, we have to understand these things. And then, um, when, she, when she was 12 years old, um, that is when the, 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 the priests in the temple who feared the Lord, they realized that she was grown up and they talked together saying, let us look and seek a just and pious man to whom Mary may be committed until the time of marriage. And then they say, unless that by remaining in the temple, there should happen to her what often happens to women. And we sin on that account and God be angry with us. And so that is when they decided to do that. And I'm going to share a little bit about that today. Uh, I'm going to take you all the way to the death of Joseph, okay? <clears throat> very, very interesting things. And uh, I have gotten a lot of, out of reading these things, and, and I pray and trust that it will be a blessing to you. For we are living in very, very perilous times, and... Uh, if I have time at the end of this program, I'm going to share with you something that the Spirit of the Lord gave me last night. Okay? So, but let me continue at this moment, at this time. So this, this text that we are reading uh, and we are sharing from come from the Arabic. They are Arabic in the basically Coptic 
which uh, is, is thought to be the language that it was originally uh, written in. And so it, it, has, it has been thought to be originated in the 4th century, perhaps the 5th or the 6th century around that time. And so, <coughs> excuse me, according to some of these texts and writings, Joseph sprung from a family in Bethlehem, the city of Judah, and if you read the book of Matthew, it tells you the genealogy where Joseph came from. So Joseph is also important. Joseph also plays an important role in the birth of our Messiah, although he was not involved in the, in the, you know, in the, actually in the bloodline, in the blood of Jesus, because the blood came from the Father. Mary and Joseph did not have um, sexual intercourse to produce Jesus. Jesus was supernatural. Nevertheless, because Joseph was the, 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 the one that was chosen to be the father uh, of Mary, it is important to know the details and the facts about his life. <clears throat> and so if you read the book of Matthew, in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, you see the genealogy. I'm going to cut it short just to the last two verses for the sake of time. And Eliud begat Eliezer, and Eliezer begat Mahthan, and Mahthan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. And Verse 17, so all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. Okay, and so the only thing in the scripture that in the book of Matthew that tells you is that tells you the birth of Jesus happened this way. Now, this is Matthew writing, okay? And it says, when this mother Mary was a spouse of Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. Okay? That Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, decided to put her away privately. Now, that's all it says. It doesn't tell you anything else. And then he tells you that the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, you know, telling him, Do not fear, Joseph, for marry your wife, for that which is conceived in her is the Holy Spirit. We talked about all of this already. Okay? So we're not going to go over that again. Now, the going back to the Coptic notes, it says the same being... Joseph, it's referring to Joseph, he was well instructed in knowledge and in doctrine, and he was made a priest in the temple of the Lord. I was not aware that Joseph was a priest. So apparently he was a priest. Moreover, he understood the carpenter's trade, 
And like all men married a wife, okay, so he was we knew he was a carpenter. But that's about all we knew. When I we didn't know he was a priest and we didn't know he was uh, he was well instructed. For all we uh, I mean I always thought Joseph was just a carpenter, you know, just uh, he picked up the trade to make a living and that's it. But he was a well instructed and well learned man and um and doctrine. He knew doctrine. He was a priest. And also that he begot sons and daughters. Four sons, two daughters. Six in total. These were the children of Joseph. Remember in the Bible when it refers to the brothers and sisters of Jesus? That's who it's referring to. That is who it's referring to. And their name was Judas, Justice, James, and Simon. And the name of the daughters were Asia and Lydia. And so, uh, now, there is no record. I went through these texts and, and, uh, and notes and everything. And as far as I could see, okay, now I don't claim I don't claim that this is the absolute hundred percent truth. I don't know uh, that everything, the details, a hundred percent because I am only I am only sharing with you what I have learned, what I have seen from the records. From the records, appeared that Joseph having a child with Mary. They had no children. And you're going to see, you're going to get an idea why in a, in a moment. See, when Joseph became a widow, he had a wife. At that time, the mo- the, at, at the moment that Mary became 12 years old, that was the time when Joseph became a widow. Okay? And as I already sh- tell you and showed you, <clears throat> the parents of Mary offered her in the temple when she was only three years old. And um, <clears throat> and so when she was 12 years old, they, the priests of the temple, where Mary was, sent out messengers, and they called together 12 aged men of the tribe of Judah. And they wrote the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. And the lot fell upon the the name of Joseph. And it's referred to Joseph as Joseph the Just. And so the priest answered and said to the to Mary, Go with Joseph, be with him until the time of marriage. So Joseph received Mary and took her to his home. And um, when that happened, Okay, uh, Mary basically took uh, the children of Joseph and she raised them up. And um, she was, uh, it says here that she was kind of tender, uh, basically to one of them, which was James. And uh, she says she brought him up. And so after, after Joseph left the house and went to his workshop, apparently he had a workshop where he, is, he, you know, he did the work of carpentry. When he did that, uh, Mary spent two years in his house. 
And after two years, she was 14 years old. And so when that happened, uh, at, uh, at 14 years old is when she had the experience when the appeared to her. Okay? And so that that is when the angel appeared to Mary and uh, told her that she was going to conceive a, a child and she would call his name Jesus. And now we've, we've gone all over this already. Oh, so when three months, it says in the notes here, when three, no, when th- when three months had passed since the conception, Joseph returned from the place where he followed his trade. In other words, he returned from where he had his, 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 his business. And he found ver, uh, the, you know, the Virgin Mary pregnant, and he was troubled, and he thought of dismissing her, uh, her secretly. And uh, he says, it says also that he had so much sorrow and anguish of heart that he could not bear either to eat or drink. So we we see that Joseph, it seems, was a man that was a just man, and also that he loved Mary. He loved her dearly, and uh, he was anguished in his heart when she he saw her pregnant. So that is when the Gabriel appeared to him in a dream in the middle of the day. And uh, basically told him that uh, do not fear, Joseph. You know, marry your spouse because what she has conceived is by the Holy Spirit. And you shall bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, which is Yahushua. Okay, which means God with us. Going back to the scriptures, Emmanuel, God with us. And Yahushua means God saves and this is why the angel told Mary, "You, he shall save his people from their sin." And so, Joseph, when he when he received this message from the angel Gabriel, he rose out of his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord had told him. And so Mary continued with him. And so. <clears throat> After some time, he says, a command went forth, and that is when uh, Augustus Caesar, the king, um, made a decree that everyone should be enrolled in his own city. And, uh, and then that's when Joseph uh, rose and took Mary, and uh, they came to Bethlehem, and that her time to give birth was was close. And we already discussed that in prior programs, prior podcasts. So if you missed those, you need to go back and listen to them. <clears throat> We're not going to go through that again. And so um, as we as we continue it's it's uh, you know of course we know what happens when Herod the great um, the father of Archelaus, this Herod, this same Herod who was the one that beheaded John, right? 
the Baptist, he diligently sought to kill Jesus. Remember, he issued, he issued an order, a command, that children, every child two years of age and older, or, or younger, two years of age and younger, should be killed. And so we know all that. We've gone through that. And so after that time passed, Herod died. And it says, it says in, the, in, in, in some of these texts that he died the worst kind of death, suffering punishment from the shed blood of children that he had destroyed when there was no sin in them. And so when I read the, these kinds of things, it kind of perturbed me. Uh, I started thinking, people that have done abortions, the abortion clinics, and all these people that have passed laws for uh, pro-abortion and, uh, and blatantly uh, scream and holler, that, you know, they have a right to do these the kinds of things. Um, when you read, when you read and, and, you know, and, and you realize and, and, and you pray and you meditate on how serious this sin is in the eyes of God, when God sees these babies, these, these creatures, he sees no sin in them and how they are being killed. This is a hideous, horrific sin in the eyes of the Most High. And then we read here that Herod died the worst kind of death. And it says here in some of these texts, this is the punishment for shedding the blood of the children. Do you follow what I'm saying now? All right, to the wise, that should suffice. And so when the Herod was dead, the parents of Jesus returned with him to the land of Israel and dwelled in the city of Galilee, which is called Nazareth. And so Joseph, <coughs> there in Nazareth, of course, remember they were in Egypt, and we shared with you this some of the stories of Egypt, the miracles that Jesus did in Egypt while they were in Egypt. While they were in Egypt, um, uh, Jesus healed through Mary. Mary washed Jesus. And with the water of Jesus, many times, many lepers were cleansed. And many people that had other diseases were cleansed. And other people that were oppressed and possessed of demons were delivered and healed. He did many of these miracles while he, they were there in Egypt. And many of these people that were healed, set free, and delivered by Jesus, baby Jesus, through Mary, many of them were, were very affluent people. They were, they were uh, rulers of the regions and kings and so forth. And, um, and so, and you know, they they were very, very bountifully blessed by these people because of what Jesus had done in their lives. And so, when they, however, when they returned back to Nazareth, there it says uh, when they moved there to Nazareth, that's where uh, last week I sh shared with you that that is the place that the angel had told Joseph that they had to go to. That is where he, you know, the Almighty wanted them. 
okay? So the scripture says that our boundaries, okay, our geography is determined by the Most High. And so when they returned there, Joseph resumed his carpenter's trade, supported life by the work of his hands. And so he always did, uh, he always was a good husband, a good father, and he provided for his family. Joseph, uh, the, the, the father of Jesus and the, the husband of Mary. And so at, uh, as his years were increasing, okay, it says that this old man, Joseph, arrived at an advanced age. It says that uh, he labored under no infirmity of body. Seems like he was a healthy man. His sight failed not, and no tooth in his mouth decayed. Not was he ever insane in mind in all his life. But like a youth, he always displayed uh, vigor, juvenile vigor in all his affairs, and his members were free from all pain. And so it says that his whole life, okay, his whole life consisted of 111 years. His life having been prolonged to the utmost limit. So, I was not aware that Joseph had lived that long. I'm pretty sure all of you didn't either. So, it says that Justice and Simeon, two of the sons of Joseph, the elder sons of Joseph, they married and they wives and they went away with you know with their families. Both of their daughters also married and went with their husbands away to their homes. But it says that Judas, the less, you remember that is the same Judas that wrote the epistle of Judas in the New Testament. Judas and James the Less, James the Less was the one that was the, uh, the apostle of the church in Jerusalem in the book of Acts. So Judas and James the Less and the virgin uh, remained in the house of Joseph. Okay, So Judas and James remained with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. So that is, uh, that is very interesting. I did not know that, and uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. And uh, maybe that had a reason uh, to be that way, and maybe that is the reason why uh, James the Less and, uh, and Judas became, uh, you know, close to Jesus, the disciples of Jesus also. And so... <coughs> And so, as Joseph was getting close to his, you know, his, the end of his days, um, he says that, uh, it says that his body was inclining towards its disease. An angel of the Lord made known to him that the hour of death now drew nigh. It's pretty interesting that when you see and when you read in the scriptures and now in these texts, this uh, pseudopigraphal text or texts from the 
you know, from the Qumran caves and uh, other sources, when you read these this, this texts, you realize that these, you know, these godly men, they were warned that their death was near. And we have read about this, and we have heard about this. Other godly men, that when their hour to depart this world came near, they were warned by an angel of the Lord. And, uh, and so when this happened, fear and trouble of mind came over Joseph. And uh, he, he, he got up, went to Jerusalem, and entered the temple of the Lord, and he poured out his, his prayers there before the Lord in the sanctuary. And uh, the prayer is very, very, very beautiful. Uh, I'm just going to read portions of it, okay, because it's pretty long. He says, God, who art the author of all comfort, God of all mercy, the Lord of the whole human race, I suppliantly venerate thee, my Lord and God, if now my days are finished and the time is at hand, in which I must go out of this world, send me, I pray, the great Michael, prince of your holy angels, and let him abide with me, that my wretched soul may depart from this miserable body without distress, without terror, patience. Now, you have to keep in mind that back, back then, when this happened, when Joseph was about to pass away, Jesus had not died on the cross yet. Jesus had not resurrected from the dead. Jesus had not ascended in, or descended into hell and led captivity captive and then ascended up to heaven. None of this had happened. So back in those days when the, when the, when the righteous died, they went, they went also you know they didn't go they didn't go to heaven they went to a place called paradise which was across a great chasm from hell gehenna and so you have to understand that and so there was a certain apprehension on the on the part of joseph about passing now it says here now therefore my lord and god let your holy angel with his aid attend upon my soul and body until they are separated from each other, nor let the face of the angel appointed for my keeping, he's talking about his guardian angel, from the day when I was made, be turned away from me, but let him offer himself to me, companion, my journey, until he has brought me to you, let his countenance be sweet and cheerful to me. And let him accompany me in peace. Do not allow. I'm trying to. I'm trying to to, to give you the words that are that you can understand. Okay. Uh, do not allow demons, terrible in, in 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 appearance, to come to me in the way where I am to go. Until I come to you happily. And do not let the doorkeepers prevent my soul from entrance in paradise. So apparently there were doorkeepers there, as I'm sure there are doorkeepers in the, in the gates of heaven. 
nor by unfolding my sins expose me to rebuke before your terrible tribunal. Nor let the lions rush upon me, nor let the waves of the fiery sea submerge my soul. For every soul must pass through this before I behold the glory of your divinity. So apparently there was a, uh, an understanding in this, in, in, during this time that this, you know, this was written, that the people went to paradise or went to Gehenna through the waters there, through the oceans, okay? And, and we have heard about this uh, many times, about the gates of hell being in the sea, many of them, okay? And then he says, O God, just judge must most just. Who will, who will judge mortals in justice and equity and repay everyone according to his works? My Lord and God, let your mercy be with me and enlighten though my way that I may attain to thee. For you are a fountain abounding in all good and glory forever. Amen. So, <clears throat> from there, it goes on to say that he returned home from the city, uh, to the city of Nazareth, and he felt sick, and he went to bed. And this was the time in which he died, as it is appointed unto all men. Now, it says that he was grievously affl afflicted by this sickness, and he had never been so ill as he was then from the time he was born. And so he goes on to say now uh, uh, some interesting data here that I wanted to share with you. He says, 40 years he lived before he entered the married states. So in other words, he married when he was 40 years old. I had no idea. That, that's his first marriage. His wife remained under his protection 49 years. So if you crunch numbers a bit here, you're going to find out that 40 years he was when he married, and then he lived with his first wife 49 years before she died. When his wife died, he was 89 years old. And then one year after her death, Mary was committed to Joseph. So that is one year after his wife died. So Joseph was 90 years old. Are you getting are you getting an idea now? I had I had no idea that Joseph was 90 years old when he was espoused to Mary. 90 years old, folks. And so uh that he might keep her until the time for marriage. So 2 years she spent in his house with um with nothing happening, it says, nothing remarkable happening. Uh, and in the third year of her sojourn with Joseph, Mary, by that time, she was 15 years of age. Okay? That is when, uh, at 15 years of age, at 14 years of age, she conceived Jesus in her bosom. That's when the angel appeared unto her. And, 
and she carried she carried Jesus in her in her womb nine months, and when she was fifteen years of age, she gave birth to Jesus. So Jesus was born. Now keep all this, keep trekking with me. Jesus was born when Mary was fifteen years old, and Joseph was ninety three years old. Okay. <coughs> Now, as we go forward now, Joseph died when he was 111 years old, okay? So if you do, if you crunch some numbers like I did, you're going to find out that Jesus, when Joseph passed away, he was 18 years old, and Mary was 33 years old when Joseph died. Now, all of these little tidbits of information, they may not seem like much, but they give you kind of a an idea, right, of these things, how they happened. And uh, I, I think it's very, very interesting and very important for me to know these things that how old Joseph was when he died, how old Jesus was when Joseph died. I mean, these are questions I have always had in my mind. When did Joseph die? Was Jesus with him when he died? How old was Jesus when Joseph died? How old was Mary when uh, Joseph died? How old was Joseph when he was espoused to Mary? All of these things. How, how old was Mary when she conceived uh, Jesus and when she gave birth to Jesus? These are very, very interesting, important aspects on the life of, of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. And so Joseph, referred to as Joseph the Just, passed when he was 111 years old. And at that time, he says that his intellect and understanding uh, wore out, in other words, decreased, and he, he, he didn't want to eat. He loathed his food and drink. And his skill as a carpenter failed him, nor did he have any regard for it. And this is the way it is normally. When people are close, time of departure from this world, due to a disease or such things, they will loathe food. They will, they, they will lose appetite. They will not want to eat. And their intellect and their their mind begins to wobble. These are all uh, things that happen to a person that is about to depart this world. And um, and so as he was laying there in bed, he again he was he was really concerned. He was really concerned. And uh, he prayed to the Lord again and uh, asked for mercy and so forth and uh, repented of his sins, confessed his sins there in his bed. And so it says here also that Jesus, Yeshua, went to him right, uh, you know, during this time. And he, he perceived that Joseph was troubled. Okay, now remember, Jesus was 18 years old 
And so he perceived that his father Joseph was troubled and he was in anguish. And so Jesus said to him, Hail, my father Joseph, thou just man, how art thou? And so there, uh, Joseph, uh, I mean, Joseph really loved Jesus. And you can tell from the, his answer. Uh, he said, Oh, my beloved little son, the pain and the fear of death already surrounded me. But as soon as I heard your voice, my soul found rest. Oh, Jesus, the Nazarene, Jesus, my Savior, Jesus, the deliverer of my soul, Jesus, my protector, Jesus, oh, sweetest name in the mouth of me, and all who love it. And, uh, and then he says, I, thy servant today, most humbly venerate you and pour out my tears before you. You are altogether my God. You are my Lord, as the angel very often told me. But chiefly on this day when my soul is tossed about by perverse thoughts on account of the pure and blessed Mary, who was with child, and who I thought to put away secretly. And so he goes on to, you know, repent of all those things and... Uh, and so anyway, uh, when jo Joseph had finished saying these things, and, uh, and then it says that Jesus saw that uh, death was already coming upon Joseph. And so Mary came into the room and, uh, where Joseph was, and Jesus sat at his feet looking at him, but the signs of death had appeared on his face. And uh, he says, The blessed old man with head raised and eyes fixed, look, look, into, look into the eyes of Jesus, and he possessed no power to speak anymore because of the pain of death, which had him enclosed, enclosed him. And uh, he, was, he was drawing many sighs. And it says that Jesus held his hand for the space of one hour. And he, with his face turned towards Jesus, motioned or let him know not to leave him, not for Jesus not to, not to leave him. And so afterwards, Jesus placed his, his hand on his breast, on Joseph's breast. And he, he perceived that the soul was near his throat, preparing to depart from the body. And so, um, and so they called the people, you know, to to see Joseph. They called his sons and their daughters, you know, to let him know that he was about to depart. And uh, and so it says here that. Uh, that when when he was there on the on the throes of death because death already was uh, coming and was all around Joseph you know you can see death over the face and the countenance of a person you you, you can see this uh, everybody knows that and so his eyes were bathed in tears he says and uh, 
and he was groaning. And, uh, and so when Jesus saw the violence of his sighs, that he was sighing very violently, Jesus repulsed death and all the host of followers that attended him. And uh, Jesus called upon the Almighty, his Father, and he said, Father of mercy, I which sees and ear which hears, hearken to my supplication and prayers for the old man Joseph, and send Michael, the prince of your angels, and Gabriel, the herald of light, and all the light of your angels, and let their whole order journey with the soul of my father Joseph until they have brought it to thee. This is the hour wherein my father has need of mercy. And then he says that Michael and Gabriel came to the soul of Joseph, received it, wrapped it in a bright wrapper, and committed his spirits into the hands uh, of the Almighty, of the Father, who bestowed upon him peace. But none of the children yet knew that he had died. But the angels preserved his soul from the demons of darkness, which were in the way, and they praised God until they brought it to the habitation of the pious. In other words, the angels protected the soul of Joseph from the onslaught of the demons of darkness that were coming to try to snatch him. But the angels of the Most High, Michael and Gabriel, took him through all the way to the habitation of the pious, to paradise. And so, um, so anyway, this is the, I, I thought this was very, very interesting. Um, and uh, a lot of things, a lot of things here that I believe uh, we, 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 it was good for us to know. And, uh, you know, I was going to uh, share with you something here uh, that the Lord gave me, okay? And uh, he gave it to me last night, and uh, I, had, I had this foreboding all over me. And I felt I felt him talking to me, and so I felt him talking to me. I felt he wanted to share some things with me, and uh, I went and sat down. And uh, this is what he said to me. Okay, now this is not a dream or a vision. This is just the word of the Lord. He spoke to me very, very clearly, very strongly. So for those of you out there. Pay attention. He says, many people, my son, will die in this coming pandemic. They are not prepared spiritually or in their souls. There is a lot of sin and a lot of the world. They do not understand the time that is, as the scripture says, their hearts are overcharged with surfeiting. And the cares of this world. Warn them, my son. This nation will be attacked by night. A cowardly, merciless act by the enemies of this nation. Russia is planning this at this very moment. 
China will seize Taiwan as this nation, and this nation will retaliate, but will not be able to stop it. Many nations will come against this country. I know you have prayed much for this nation, as others have. I will remember the covenant my son George Washington made with me and this nation. To this day, I remember that covenant. All the nations of the world combined will not be able to bring down this nation because my angels will fight for the good people of this land. Many will die. People who are not ready to meet me will die. They must hear the gospel before it's too late. Will you tell them for me? The harvest is plenteous, the labor is few. And that's all I will share there. So I wanted to share that with you as well. I just felt it in my heart. It was kind of heavy. But um, we are living in those kinds of times and seasons, folks. So it's time to draw close to him. And it's, try, it's time to push aside the cares of this world and uh, to repent and seek him. Seek him with all your heart while he still may be found. Well, we have come to the end of this program. Pray and trust it has been a blessing to you. Until next time, this is Augusto Perez. Revelations beyond the veil as we go through the school of the Holy Spirit. God bless. Shalom. Mm-hmm.